was uh, sitting there listening to uh, the songs this morning, and I was thinking, uh, I found out last night about 6 o'clock that I for sure was speaking this morning. Now, don't get me wrong, I have an idea of what's going on, but, you, you know, you don't find out stuff for sure until the Lord lets them know. Amen? But the songs in the message, man, the Lord, only the Lord can do those things. Amen? Because I didn't call Matt. I mean, I knew the songs somewhat, but I don't go look at the songs to decide the message. Amen? But uh, God's a good God, and He's helping us with everything. Amen? Let's, uh, let's pray over the Word this morning. And then we'll get into the Word. You can be opening your Bibles to Deuteronomy 7. Father, we do thank You for Your Word this morning. And we pray that only Your Word would go forth this morning. That, that it would be anointed. It would be revelation. And that You would give perfect utterance, Lord. We pray over this Word that, that as we receive it, we receive it in the grace that it was given and through Your love. And that we minister it back out the same way that you gave it to us. And we pray for changed lives. Our lives changed and the lives of others changed along with us. And we give you glory in advance for every good thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I was uh, looking at uh, God's gifts and guarantees. Do you know know that God's gifts are guaranteed? Amen. Amen. In other words, if if uh, if it was like one of those TV infomercials, it, it doesn't have you don't have to send it back because it's guaranteed forever. What is it guaranteed? Guaranteed to be yours forever. God's part is done. You know the question isn't where you know it's like the the song this morning. Love never runs out. It never gives up. It never quits on you. Love is God. God is love. It never quits on you. And, and, and for, for us to question, you know, many times if you're going through a hard situation, you know, people say, man, I just don't know how long God will put up with me. Forever. That's how long God will put up with you. Forever. The same amount of time that parents will put up with their children, right? Because they didn't come up with that idea. God did. God is love and He puts love in us to love others with. Amen? And it doesn't quit. It doesn't run out. It never gives up. Amen? Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. You know, that, that's an important thing to know. You know, a lot of people read right past that. The Lord our God is God. You know, in this day and age, you got people that are very confused about that. You do. You got, you, got, you got people that are proud of the non-religious generation. Proud of it. You know, this is a generation that we, we don't have religion. Well, that doesn't change God. Right? And, and if, you're a, a, if you're a youth or a child in here today, God, your God is God. That's not going to change because the world has decided to go a different way. That's not going to change because all the cool people in school don't believe it. (laughs) That's not going to change. And it didn't get that way because the cool pastor up here said it. (laughs) Hey, I'm still cool. I don't care. (laughs) 
you know what? I'm glad I don't have to be cool anymore. That was too hard. (laughs) It is too difficult to be cool. Our God is God. And that's not going to change. And, And even better than that, He's never going to not love you he's no matter what you say about him no matter what you do no matter where you've been no matter where you go he will not quit on you he will not quit loving you he will never leave you nor forsake you these are things we need to remember god will if you find yourself at the lowest place you don't know how you got there you don't know why you're there you know what a lot of younger people they don't know why they're there because it wasn't their choices that got them there But God's still there with them. And He'll help them. He'll take care of you. Don't quit on Him. The question is never, will God quit on you? The question is, will you quit on God? Amen? Amen. Faith and hope and love, they are a certain thing. And when you operate in them, you won't quit either. When you operate within God's Highest qualities, highest and best. Faith, hope, and love. Amen? And as we operate in those, we won't quit, but we need to have the realization He's not quitting on us. Everything He gives, He gives everlastingly and eternally. And these aren't just words to mean it's a really long time. They're words to mean that's how love works. They're, They're words to tell you when you hear them, you need to think, wait a second, God didn't do that to me. I've been blaming God for some stuff that God had no involvement in. But but God didn't do that. When you hear the words never and always and forever and everlasting, when you hear those from God, remember those are good words, right? Those are words that that are a promise and a certainty to you. Amen? And, and, And as long as you stay with Him, He's there. Right? Remember we talked about the prodigal son a few weeks ago? Father never left the house, did he? He never changed. Right? His love for that son that was lost, dead, never changed. He never gave up on him coming back. But he didn't go chase him. He just believed he'd always come back. Why? Because he didn't want to go find him where he was. He wanted to bring him back to him. He knew where he was. He was lost. People say, well, that's not... No, no, you know when someone's lost. That's exactly where they are, lost. Right? He knew where his kid was. Right? He was confused. And he was out of the Father's will. And he wanted nothing other than him back. Because that's that's the way love is. It never quits on you. It never gives up. It's always there for you. And it doesn't condemn you when you come back. It it doesn't grab you by the shirt and say, what have you been doing? Why have you been doing it? Where have you been? Who have you been with? Right? What it says is, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you're back. I don't even need to know where you've been or what you've been doing. I'm just glad you're back. That's the kind of love people come home to. Amen? That's the kind of love. Why? Because it never quit. It was the same as when they left. Amen? The same Father that gave Him all things was the Father that He returned to. Glory to God. 
Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, The Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. In other words, what? He ain't ever changing. He's not ever going to change His mind about you. He's the faithful God, keeping His covenant. I'm reading this out of the NIV, by the way, because I like the way it reads. Keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commands. Somebody might say, somebody might say, well, what if one generation stops? Well, He already got the one before it, and if He could get the one after it, He'd be okay, right? Because He's going to keep it for a thousand of them. Amen? He doesn't say, I'm going to keep it for two. So if the second one fails, we're out of luck. He goes, I'm keeping it to... Th-. What's He saying? I'm going to keep it forever. Amen. I'm going to keep my covenant of love forever to those who love me and keep my commands. Why, why? Say, well, see, there's the ifs and the buts. No, he's, He can't keep them if you're not there. He can't be your Father if you're not in His house. Right. He'll still be your Father, but he won't, you won't reap the benefits of being in the family. Why? Because you're not in the house. Keeping His commands, His commands aren't do this. His commands are do this. Why? Because this is good, and it's good for you. I don't want you to do it just because it makes me happy. I want you to do it because if you will, it'll make you happy. Amen. You know, people look at commands wrong, but you know, because they're thinking commands. You must do this, and and in God's mind, that's what He's saying. To have life and have it abundantly, you truly must do this. And He's a good parent. He wants you to have all His best. So He's not going to quit telling you, you must do this, and this shall be. It, his commands aren't burdensome. They're not grievous. They're good. You know, you know, I know when I was a kid, and I know some of the youth and the children are the same way. You know, you think your parents are just doing it to keep you away from having fun. No. They've been to that fun, and it ain't. They've been down that path, and it ain't a good one. Amen? And they don't want you going down the path, and they most certainly don't want you going further down the path than they got. Because they know what's on that path. And they love you. And so they command you to do it a different way. Why? Because this path leads to life. It's the way God is. And he says, do it this way. Why? Because I love you. Not because it's convenient for me. Parents, if you do it because it's convenient for you, you did it for the wrong reason. Ooh, look over here. (laughs) Parents, if you did it because it's convenient for you, you did it for the wrong reason. Ramsey used to ask me to do it. She never quits going. She still doesn't quit going. I thanked God when she got a driver's license. I, I, we had her down there the first day. People said, I don't want my kid driving. I wanted my kid driving when she was 15. <laughs> Why? Because she was going somewhere all the time. We could, and she, we only had one kid. I can't imagine how somebody would keep up with four of those. <laughs> she was going somewhere all the time. But there was times where I'd say no. 
Worse than that, there was times where it wasn't convenient before she got her driver's license. She'd ask me if she could do something, and I was sitting in my chair watching the football game. <laughs> Say, no, I don't think that's a good idea today. <laughs> you know what? Then if they really ask why, you've either got to come up with an excuse or just go with because I said so. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you know it's just because you don't want to do it. Right? You can lie all you want, but it's because you don't want to get up and go do it. You didn't ask God if it might be something they should. Maybe they were supposed to be there. Maybe they would have ministered to somebody if they'd have went. We'll never know because the Jets and the Dolphins were on. And it was tied going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> I don't know how we got off on all that. That's not in the notes. God doesn't do things for us because it's convenient for Him. We, we could inconvenience Him. In fact, is I'm guessing we would, if He could be inconvenienced, we would inconvenience Him all the time. Because He'd be saying, you got drama all the time, Dave. Is there a day you could wake up and not have drama? Is it, isn't that right, you know? People got drama. You know, it's like they can't go three days with having something they got to talk to somebody about, right? Because God's not big enough to deal with it, I guess. So they got to talk to somebody else besides God. And I'm always thinking, well, if God can't fix it, what am I going to do? <laughs> right? I mean, you have people that say, I got to have somebody to talk to. God's not enough. I, well, there's a whole tape series. No, tape's not, the, the Word's not going to do it. Oh, the Word's not going to do it? <laughs> What am I going to do? Man, if the Word of God won't fix you, I, I can't stand here right now because I needed a lot of fixing. And it was the Word of God that fixed me. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I had a couple of hugs along the way. Right? But I never had to go sit in somebody's office for three days. Three days a week, two hours a day. <laughs> okay. All right. The, the, he'll keep His commandment of love. Let's go back to that. <clears throat> Hey, I don't know how we get off on all that. It's not in the notes. If you needed to hear it, just look straight ahead and say, that's right, brother, amen. <laughs> it keeps His covenant of love to a thousand generations. God will not quit on you, amen? God will not give up on you. He has a plan in place for you. But you have to be in the place that His plan is in. Amen? amen? He's not, he's not going to change the road so you'll fit on it. He's going to fit you on the road. Right? And then He's going to give you every reason to be on that road. Why? Because He loves you. Nowhere else will you find that sense of assurance, that sense of everlastingness. I don't care if that's a word. It is today. Amen? That sense of unchangingness. When something's not changing all the time, that's a good thing. You know, a lot of people call that stubborn. That's not stubborn. When He says, I don't change, you don't want Him to change. He loves you. Do you want that to change? His mercy endures forever. Would you like that to change? Would you like the kindness and the patience to change? No, I don't want any of that to change. Right? And He doesn't change. He doesn't change the way... He doesn't have to. He's perfect. He's perfect. Nor does He want to because He's perfect. He's perfect on your behalf. Not just because He's God. He's perfect on your behalf. Glory to God. Isn't that good to know? 
And, and the gifts that He gives and the calls that He places on our lives, they're perfect. They're everlasting. They're eternal. And they never go away. Ever. Amen? If you've got a gift from God in you, I don't care if you've never used it, it's still in you. Amen? And every one of us has a gift. Every one of us has a call. Right? I mean, there are some general things that that every one of us have in common. Amen? Let's look at Jesus. John 6, 35. The gifts that God gives, the things that He puts in our life, they are irrevocable. They're everlasting. It's not not whether or not you're not going to have them or not. It's a question of whether you're going to use them. Never be in question of whether you'll have them because God withholds nothing from anybody. Did that sentence make sense? Okay. There you go. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me... What? i got to come to him? Yeah, you're going to have to do something. you got to come to me. Why? Because that's where the bread is. Right? You know what? When mom and dad said it was dinner time, I did not run to the backyard. As you can see. Right? If Jesus says you'll come to me and you'll never go hungry, that means if you, you must come to him first. But if you do, the word never, I don't believe he misused it. Do you believe that Jesus misused the... He, he only said what the Father says. So if Jesus said you come to me and you'll never go hungry, then you'll never go hungry spiritually or physically. So if you were hungry spiritually or physically, what I would do is i get up and come to Jesus. Why? Because you're going to get fed. Right? And then he went a step further and he said, He who believes in me will never be thirsty. But what you got to do? you got to believe. You can't just come. you got to believe too. You want them both? You want something to drink with your dinner? <laughs> Maybe a simple... I'm a simple man. Right? But he said... If you come to me and believe in me, you'll never hunger or thirst. Never. That's a promise from the Father right there. If you'll come to Jesus and believe in Jesus, you'll never hunger or thirst for anything, for the Word. You'll never hunger or thirst for truth. You'll never wander around confused. You got... When he says, when you're hungry, when, you, when you're not satisfied, you're hungry. It may not be your stomach growling, but it's your spirit saying, something's not here. We've got a generation of people out there that are hungry. They're hungry, and people say, well, why, why don't Jesus satisfy them? Because they're not coming to him. They're looking for every other direction, but they're not coming from him. They're not satisfied. There's only one thing that's satisfied, and it's the righteousness that God gives. The love that He puts in our life. Amen? And, and, and when we believe on Him, we, we don't because we're not going to be hungry. Why? Because He's going you, you won't have confusion and you will be satisfied. Amen. Why? Because you'll know that the Lord your God is God. And it doesn't matter what's going on over here or over here, my path is straight. My path is sure. Amen. Look at this verse in uh, 
I found it in Isaiah, and I'm sure everybody else has seen it before, but it just, it, it was, I liked it, so we're going to read it. Isaiah 32, 17. Jesus brought righteousness into you and me. We're now righteous. Let's look at it in the King James. I'm, I'm going to confuse you all. Today. I, go, I went back and forth. Sometimes I can read King James. I'm becoming bilingual. Yeah. Not, I don't speak English, and I don't speak King James, but I speak somewhere right in between there. Amen. It says, the work of righteousness shall be peace. When, when God says shall be, it's, that means must be. In other words, that's a certainty that will not change. When God speaks, a precedent is set. Amen. When God speaks, a precedent is, and a precedent is something that cannot be changed. The, the highest, we talked about this in prayer a couple of weeks ago, the, high, the Supreme Court, when they set a precedent in this nation, it cannot be changed by the president. Cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. Why? When the God speaks, it sets a precedent that nothing can change. It cannot ever be changed, no matter what. And he said, the work of righteousness shall be peace. So in other words, the work of righteousness in your life, this is a gift from God is peace. So righteousness is working in your life all the time for wholeness, for nothing missing, nothing brokenness. Amen? That's what the righteous the righteousness of God is putting you back together. Amen? It's bringing in the things you're, you were missing. It's taking away the things you don't need. Amen? It's putting you in a state that He wanted you in. It says the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of that work shall be quietness and assurance see this is the work of some of a god that doesn't change it's assurance it's not insurance insurance is in case something doesn't is something bad happens assurance tells you nothing bad's going to happen what's he saying i'm not going to leave you the work of righteousness should give you peace at all times. The, the, the effect of that righteousness in your life should cause you to be quiet when everybody else is running around screaming. Right? Why? Because you're assured that your God is God and He keeps His covenant of love for a thousand generations. Right? Well, that's what you'd say. When, when everything looks like it's going haywire and you say, you know, my God, He is God. Amen? And He keeps His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him. And I love Him. So that means me and my house are going to be okay. Glory to God. That's why it's important for parents to keep loving Him if the kids don't look like they are. Or kids to keep loving Him if your parents don't look like they are. Right? Well, because he'll keep his covenant on your behalf backwards or forwards. Did you know, do you know that backwards don't affect God? He went all the way back before time began and forgave your sin. Before the worlds were framed, he forgave you. Yeah, backwards don't affect him at all. He doesn't have to have the future to get it done. He, went, he just went backwards and did it from there. Yeah, he, did. he just took the root out of it, right? You can trim the tree forever. Or you can pull it up by its roots. 
then you won't have to trim it. Not having to trim it is way better. Pull that sucker up by the roots. Amen? In verse 18 says, And my people, my people, this is a call. The gifts and calls of God are without repentance. If He calls you my people, this is a call. He said, And my people, everybody say, That's me. Shall dwell in a peaceable habitation. So if you walk in your house and there's a little turmoil that day, say, Oh, Wrong house. My house is a peaceable habitation. Amen? If you walk in and something's missing and you ain't got enough of something, say, oh, no, 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 no. In my house is peace. That means we're not missing anything. Nothing's broke. We're not going without, doing without. None of that's happening. And in your house, there's quiet rest. Glory to God. When everybody else is stressing and going nuts, we don't got to. And that's just how it is. We don't got to. I thank God that I don't got to. Amen? He gives us peace. He get, this, is, this is certainty. These are promises, calls, and gifts from God. You know, people are only looking and they look for the word gift and they say, well, that, that's the only thing, it's a gift. If God gave it to you, it's a gift. Amen. If you didn't work for it, it's a gift. Right? right. If you worked for it, then it's not a gift. You earned it. <laughs> God's so kind to us. He's helping us today, isn't He? Yeah. Look at Romans eleven twenty nine. I've, I've quoted it a bunch of times. <clears throat> In the King James first, it says, "For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance." You know, and he's specifically talking about us in retrospect to Israel, uh, Jewish people in general. You know what? They never have and never will not be His people. They will always be His people. Why? Because He said they would be, and He doesn't change, and He doesn't take that away. No matter how mad they've made Him. Right? Guess what, Mom and Dad? No matter how mad you've gotten, your kid's still your kid, aren't they? Bad news, kids. (laughs) You're always going to be our kids. That's good news. Why? Because we love you. We love you. Even when you don't think we do, we do. Amen? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. In other words, He's not turning away from those one bit. You know, there are people in the world today that have the gift, a gift from God in them. You hear singers all the time, people that have a gift. If you can sing God good, it wasn't because you developed it. God put it in you. And if you ain't singing for God, you're still using a gift that God gave. <laughs> right? How many know we can take the gifts God gave and misuse them. Right? Anybody ever hammered a nail with a wrench? I have. It's what I had in my hand. It wasn't the gift that was required for the job, but it was in my hand right then. And I broke it. But the gift, (laughs) there was a gift of a hammer in the box that I could have went and got. But I chose not to use that gift and I used the wrench to hammer the nail. And I also cut my finger because you can't hit a head of a nail with a wrench very good. And I had to wear a Snoopy Band-Aid for several days. 
because Snoopy Band-Aids are the only Band-Aids that work. <laughs> who, who we are and what we have is unchangeable because they're a gift from God. What we do with them, accept them, receive them, or not receive them is our choice. Amen? Amen. You know, a lot of people say, well, Dave, you're speaking about once saved, always. No, we're not talking about salvation at all. Once saved, always saved. If saved, always saved. You know what? You love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You're not trying to get out. But if you're trying to get out, you'll find a way. It doesn't mean the gift went away. It means you went away from the gift. Amen? The gift will never go away. You can go away from the gift. Why we would want to take it from somebody who knows is beyond me. I've been out away from the gift and it ain't a good place. (laughs) You know, Brother Moore talks about speaking in tongues and not speaking in tongues. I can talk about being with the gift or away from the gift, being with the gift, much better, much better. The grace of God is amazing. The favor of God in your life is something you don't want to get outside of because it'll take you from here to here in a second. While other people are struggling to get things done, you have answers before you ever ask the question. Glory to God. Why? Because it never quits. But it was answering questions and giving you ability and, and giving you favor before you ask for favor. Amen? Because that's what God does. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He, if, if He said that, He won't. You ha- we must believe these things. If he said, I'll never, he said, I feel like I've been without God, then go back to him because he did not leave you. If you've been without God, it's not because he's missing. There is a child on the milk carton and it ain't God. It's you. And he's never going to quit waiting on you, looking for you and believing in you. Amen. Glory to God. Doesn't that excite you? This is encouragement. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Ever. And every day I should wake up and say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you either, Lord. By your grace. Don't, Don't say it like Peter said it. Say, by your grace, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's helping me. I hope he's doing something for y'all. Romans eleven twenty nine in the Message Bible <clears throat> says the gifts, God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. <laughs> I like that. What? You never lose them. You never lose them. Amen? They're never canceled and they're never rescinded. Glory to God. Amen. You know, if you started doing something and you enjoyed it and you were doing it for the Lord and something got you off track, that, that's still waiting on you. That call is still there. Get back to it. It didn't leave. 
It didn't leave. And God didn't say, well, you know, he didn't say, well, I guess that work will never be done. If you never go back to it, he's got others that are gifted and he'll send somebody there. Everybody will have their chance. Everybody will have their opportunity. But he, he called you to do it and gave you the gifts to do it with. Amen? And, and, you know, watch for these gifts. You know, I know when me and Rick first started teaching Bible studies, man, and I told you I didn't want to go, but it was Kim's boss and we were poor. Yeah, so it can't, can't be without her job. You know, I was, I think at that time I was not working for something that made a lot of money. I know I was because we didn't make a lot of money. But I didn't know what gift was in me. That's why I didn't want to go. Why? Because I didn't know what gift was in me. But when I went to the Bible study, the gift came up. Why? Because the gift was there. The gift was there. And and they started talking. And I wasn't leading the Bible study. I was just there. I was going to really be real quiet and see how quick that thing could get over with. (laughs) But they started talking and asking questions. And I had answers? What? Somebody that had barely seen church? In the last few years, I'm not saying I wasn't going to church. We had went back to church. Don't look at me like an old sinner. (laughs) I had went back to church, but I hadn't been doing anything for God. Watch for these gifts. They're in you. The call is in you. And for the next several years, we taught Bible study after Bible study, and God was faithful. Every time we walked into one, He gave us utterance. Just like he's been faithful since I've been teaching. He's given me utterance, things I don't know. But he knows them, and he wants them out. And he told me years ago, if you'll open your mouth, I'll speak. And he's never failed me. Why? Because he spoke it. If he speaks it, he doesn't take it back. Amen? The gifts of God are... And calls are under full warranty. Amen? Grace is, these gifts are within this grace. Grace is a gift, and these gifts are within grace. We access these gifts by faith. Amen? We access the gifts of God by faith, which means you must believe you have them always to access them. Right? If you don't believe you have them, You won't access them. That won't make them less. Again, it doesn't take them away. What we need to remember today is that your gifts are guaranteed. They're guaranteed. God's not going to... He didn't... He gave them to you before you were born. They were waiting on you. You weren't waiting on them. Salvation was waiting on you. You were not waiting on it. The gifts of God are there for us. The question is not whether they'll always be there. The question is whether you'll get them. Right. And will you stay with them? Amen? The calls of God. You know, God calls us to be peaceful. He calls us to peace. God calls us to peace. If you're in a situation and there's turmoil and peace doesn't happen, it's not because God didn't give you the call of peace. It's because you didn't use the call. 
If you use the call, peace will happen. Why? Because it's in you for peace to happen. He's called you to peace. If you're in a situation where there's something missing, there's something not there, there's something that it's not whole. He's called you to peace. What? You have the call of peace in you. Okay, you've got the gift of love in you. Look at, look at, what is it, Timothy? First Timothy. I've got it in here somewhere. First Timothy in the Bible. First Timothy 1, verse 6. It doesn't look like my verse. Okay, 2 Timothy 1. You don't want to do this, so. See this verse? Don't do this. While we've got it up, whoever needed that. No vain jangling. If you see your kids out there, vain jangling, say, stop that vain jangling. Amen? Imagine that's what God does. He said, by the way, since I put that up, stop that. <laughs> Don't swerve. <laughs> you know, you could use that verse. Don't swerve. Why? Because His path is straight. His path is sure. Amen? And, and, and outside of His path, what is there? Vain jangling. That doesn't even sound good, does it? Say, what would you do today? Ah, some vain jangling. It does not sound like a win-win. Second <laughs> Timothy, first chapter, sixth verse. Wherefore I put the now, these gifts were given to him by the laying on of hands. Many gifts are, amen. But the gifts of God are given to all. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of hands. Verse verse seven. For God has not given. What? Given? Any time you see the word given, that's a gift. Okay? That is not something you have to work for. It's not something you have to work at. It's a gift. When you read the Bible and you see God given, then it's a gift. And realize you didn't do anything to get it, and you're not going to have to do anything to keep it except stay with it. Your part is to stay with it. Why? God gave it. It's eternal. It's not going away. God doesn't give anything that's not eternal. He, he can't give anything that's not eternal because everything flows from within Him and He is eternal. So it's not possible. So He said, for God hasn't given you, He hasn't, he hasn't given you the gift of fear. Why? Because He don't have it. He also doesn't give anything that He doesn't have. So people that say, well, God did this to me. No, because God doesn't give anything that He doesn't have. He doesn't have sickness. He doesn't have disease. He doesn't have lack. He doesn't have want. He doesn't have confusion. He doesn't have turmoil. He doesn't have those things. You want to know what He has and He gives? He has a spirit of power. 
What's that mean? He never grows weak. He never runs out. He's always got his power. He has a spirit of power. Power. In other words, when you feel weak, he's still strong. You got power. You have unlimited access to the gift of power in your life. If you feel weak one day, you say, wait a second, God didn't give me a spirit of weakness. Fear is weakness. Fear is quitter. Fear is hater. Fear has nothing good in it. Fear is a quitter. Why? Because it's afraid. Right? That's why people quit. They're afraid they won't make it. Well, they for sure won't make it when they quit. Now they have something certain in their life. They're not going to make it. Why? Because they quit. Not because God gave up. They quit. The only way a believer loses is if he quits. Why does the devil want you to quit? It's the only way you can lose. The only way. The end result of everything. He, here's another word for you. Always. What's he always cause you to do? Triumph. That means he can't cause you to untriumph. Right? It's like there's no word for ungrace. God doesn't give ungrace. He gives you grace. You can't have ungrace. Why? Because He doesn't have ungrace. He has grace. You receive grace and you receive through Him by this grace. Amen? He has a spirit. For you, He's given you a spirit of power and a spirit of love. A spirit of love. In other words, He gave you unconquerable spirit. He gave you an unfailing spirit. Love can't fail. Therefore, the spirit in you cannot fail. An unconquerable spirit. What? A spirit of power that will never quit. Why? Because it's always going to be powerful. What's it say in Isaiah 40? Haven't you heard that he never runs out of power? He gives power to the faint. Why? Because he's got unlimited power. And he gave that to you. A spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. He's established you. You're not waver. You're not wavery all over the place. You're not swerving and vain jangling. You're not confused. You're not spooky. I'm sorry to keep talking about spooky, but Christians are running people off. People that don't understand prophecy don't want to be prophesied over. To them, you might as well wave a wand. You might say, well, what if the Lord told me to? He's not going to tell you to scare somebody. Like people say, what if the Lord told me to do this in your church even though your church doesn't allow it? God wouldn't do that. He set a pastor in place and he won't go, even God won't go over his head. He put him in place. We're getting off on a lot of weird stuff, aren't we? <laughs> God's not given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of quitting. He hasn't given us a spirit of running out. He hasn't given us a spirit of hate. Why do people hate? Because they fear. You know, a couple weeks ago, I I talked about 
people that are, are throwing people away that once were Christians, but they've gotten away and they've gotten into doing stuff that they ought not be doing. They've called themselves homosexual. And, and Christians, what do they do? Some of them love them, but some of them start talking bad about them. Why? Because they got afraid of what they heard. What if they'd have just said, ooh, they lied? You'd have ran to them and said, oh, don't lie anymore. But man, the minute they said they felt like they were homosexual, you can't deal with that anymore. The word was too big. You know, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, a spirit of power and love. You have the power to go to Him. You have the love to help Him. And you have a sound mind so you can talk to Him reasonably. You can do things for Him. Amen? God gives us gifts and calls, and they're good things. And He's not taking them away from us. He wants to strengthen them in us. That's why He says, stir them up. Stir them up. Why? Because every day, every day before we get out of bed, we've got to go and start stirring ourselves up. Why? Because I'm getting ready to get out of bed, and I know I'm going to need some power. Yep. Guarantee you I'm going to need some love. <laughs> and, and if I listen to everything that i got to listen to, sound mind will have to come in soon. And God's given us that. Given. It's a gift. You don't work it up. You don't, you don't, go, you don't have to go say, well, I, I didn't do this today, so I probably won't have enough power. I, did, I didn't read my Bible last night. I, you know what? That's not a sound mind. That's not a sound mind. A sound mind would say, God loves me no matter what. And I'm going to read my Bible because I love Him back. Me not reading my Bible ain't going to make me powerless. It's going to make me. I'm going to be powerful because I'm going to go read it now. Because the devil, you reminded me I didn't read it, and then tried to condemn me for it. I mean, if you're condemned over something, especially like if it's not for reading your Bible, go read your Bible. And then the devil will say, "Well, you didn't read it when he told you to, and how he told you to do it." And tell the devil to shut up. Say, you don't make any sense because you don't have a sound mind. You're a liar. You only think in wickedness. He's given us a sound mind. We have the ability to think in love. When other people are, are condemning and judging, we have the, the, we have the ability to, with our sound mind, our love, and our power to lift them up and exhort them and bring them back. Because we have power and love and a sound mind. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you got power? You're going to make it. Guess what? You're going to make it. Why? Because you got a spirit of power in you. And because of that, people around you are going to make it. Amen? I mean, when you walk in and it looks like everybody's dragging, you can say, good news, I'm here. i got power. I got power from on high. Whew. Glory to God. Stir up those gifts that were in you. Why? Because they're not going away. I don't care if you didn't use them the day before. Get up and stir all the harder the next day. Why? Because you set them in the pan too long. They're going to have to be stirred up. You ever had the chocolate chip cookies and you had to go? You guys never did that? Man, they get really hard. But you know what? If you stir them up a little bit... Okay, how about gravy? You guys ever reheated gravy? I like gravy. That's comfort food, man. Gravy. Biscuits and gravy. 
But man, you can reheat gravy. You got to put some in it, and you got to stir them. You got to put it back in, heat it up, stir it some more. You know what? You let your gifts go too long. They're not gone. They're just they're just jello. Get in there and stir them. Heat them up. Get them, heat, get them under. I think one version says, spark the fire. Fan the flame. That's exactly what it says. Heat them up. They'll melt back down and then they'll stir real easy. And then use them. How many got these gifts in them? Power? You got power? You're going to come short this week on anything? No, because you got power. You got love. Not love is the certainty of God's love for you and the certainty of His love for others through you. Glory to God. And a sound mind. When the devil tries to get you thinking something stupid, say, I got a sound mind. Shut up, devil. When he says, when he says you ain't worth nothing, say, I got a sound mind. My God is God. And He loves me and a thousand generations after me because I love Him. You're the... What's the word? Perpetuation? We are the perpetuation of that verse. If we love the Lord, it goes on for another thousand generations. Glory to God. And we have that Spirit in us. See that big word? Took me a couple times, but I got it. Huh? Bilingual. Everybody stand with me. Say it after me. I have been given by the Lord my God a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. I won't be beat. I can't be defeated. I will love. And I will fulfill my course. I will walk in faith. I will stir up the gifts that God has put within me and that I will always have on every occasion. Glory to God. Isn't it good to know you'll have those on every occasion? You're not going to walk into a situation underarmed. (laughs) for sure not unarmed, but not only are we not unarmed, we're never underarmed. That's kind of a gross way to put it, isn't it? (laughs) You always have too much. You have too much love. You have too much power. You have too sound of a mind. You have too much. That's what Brother Moore preached on Friday night, isn't it? We got too much God in us to fail. Besides that, He said He'll always cause us to triumph. So if it looked like we were at the bottom of the pit and we're never going to win, no way could we get up, we we couldn't even hardly breathe, we still are going to win. You look up and say, I'm winning. I'm winning. Why? Because He always causes us to triumph. He said He will always. And if God says always, there's not any disclaimers on that. It's always. And it's irrevocable. Glory to God. You got a song?